My name's Bridget, and welcome to my podcast, Wake Up and Thrive. I wear a lot of hats, but the ones I'm most proud of are being a sober mom to my four kids, a wife to my best friend, a forever student of life, a registered nurse, and a certified life coach. You can usually find me planning and enjoying quality moments with those I love, or coaching women on how to do the same. All of our lives are made up of tiny moments, both beautiful and messy. I know we all want more feel-good moments, but I believe it's the ones that challenge us that become the catalyst for our growth. That's what we do in this space. We explore everyday moments that we deem hard, and instead of allowing them to keep us stuck, we lean into their lessons and let them wake us up. So if you're ready and willing, I'd love to invite you to come along. All you need is an open mind. It's time. It's time to wake up and thrive. Monday. Welcome back to another episode of Wake Up and Thrive. Um, you guys know how much I value honesty and transparency. And so I'm just going to be completely honest. I had had plans to announce that I was taking a break this summer from my podcast and going to just be home and be with my kids and not have to worry about putting out content. And that was my plan. And I had planned to come on th- this week. <laughs> to share that. Um, And then during a morning meditation, I really was kind of just sitting with my hand on my heart, my hand on my belly, and just asking like, what was the, the next right thing for me to do in my business? And for me, what I felt was, was coming forward was really to continue the podcast for the summer. Um, And not because I'm envisioning some you know, major sponsor coming out of the woodworks, or we're going to hit 10,000 people listening, you know, nothing like that. It really was in the moment, honestly, like so clear to me that I wanted to pause it because of my own ego, like my own fear of, I don't even know if this is helping people. I don't even know who's listening to it. Right. And in the meditation, honestly, I could feel it in my gut that this was helping people even if it was one person, even if it's one single listener, every Monday morning can count on me to show up in their ear pods and deliver a message that serves her life in some way. Um, That's important and that matters. And I really, really need to show up for that person. So I felt it deeply um, and I'm learning to follow those feelings and follow those nudges um, because that really is that, that should be our North star, that should be our inner compass. That should be what we follow versus what our head is telling us to do, what we think is the right thing to do, what our ego wants us to do. Um, And that's the difference between living from your head versus living from your heart, living and following your intuition. And the other thing I'll say in regards to my podcast is when we live through our mind, we really focus on details and planning and control. And so for me, if I'm going to you know, jump miles ahead of this moment. And I'm going to worry about how am I going to fit this podcast in when my kids are home and camps and babysitter and all the things and blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to ignore my intuition that is telling me to keep it going. Right. I don't know why. And that's not really important. I may never know why, but I have a gut feeling to keep it going in the, in the summer. And I'm following that. And I, the, the part of following your intuition, the part that cannot be forgotten is to just trust your intuition. Trust that everything will fall into place. Things will work out. I'm not going to do my podcast and 
it's not going to burn me out in the summer. I'm still going to get to do all of the things that I want to do um, because I can feel, you know, I have that, that knowing that this is helping people and I want to help people. So this is my avenue to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to let the how go. And really this episode, I wanted to just take a few moments to talk about that. Talk about like, what does it mean to follow your intuition? What is your intuition? How can you, um, how can you nurture your, your intuition so that it gets easier and easier to follow? So yeah, that was kind of how I came to this topic. And um, that's where my heart's at today. So let's dive in. Intuition or gut feeling, it really is that. It's a feeling. It's a knowing in your body. And I didn't know that when I first started learning about intuition. I really thought, okay, if I can get really quiet, I'm going to hear God's voice. I'm going to hear my higher self telling me what to do. And that's not the way it works. Um, So to connect with your intuition, you have to get out of your head. So again, for the majority of us, we are walking around disconnected to our intuition, disconnected from our higher self. We overthink, we overworry, we overconsume, we overblame other things, other people for our own suffering. We make decisions from a place of fear, logic, lack, right? Versus a place of love, trust, knowing, abundance. So for example, when it comes to investing money, our body might be all in. So like, just for example, for me, like I even just recently made an investment in a retreat that my husband and I are going to be going to in the fall. And I'm so excited. And I got the email and I I knew it was for us. Like everything in the, in the body of the email, my, my body was screaming that it was the right, right thing, right time. Like it was perfect. And then within seconds, our mind jumps in and lists all the reasons why you can't. Because remember, our mind's main job, our brain's main job is to keep us safe. And so it offers a bunch of thoughts. You can't do this. Lack of money, lack of time, lack of energy, lack of support. Who's going to watch the kids, right? So on and so forth. And for many of us, we live our lives guided by our mind. And for many of us, we don't know any different. It actually feels scarier to live following our intuition than it does to follow our mind, even if our mind is offering us fearful thoughts, right? But for some reason, we're more comfortable with those fearful, overthinking thoughts. And remember, right? I've said this before, our mind's main job is to keep us safe and safe means familiarity and comfort. But you guys, we weren't designed that way, which is why many of us feel so unfulfilled and not content. Like there's more to this life. That was really what started me on my sobriety and my self-growth journey. Like I couldn't name it. I just knew I felt like this slight knock on my heart that there was more, there was more, there was more, there was more. That is your knowing. Trust it. And I don't know what that more looks like for you guys, but I can almost guarantee it will not make sense to the logical mind. So how do you nurture your intuition? Well, I'm going to give you four different, um, to- not not even tools, just four different practices that I've really been utilizing in my own life. And it has been just an amazing way to live. Okay. So the first practice you can start doing, and you've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, if you haven't, and you're a new listener, go back and listen to, I think it was episode, one of the earlier episodes about meditation, but the first 
practice to really nurture your intuition is to carve out time for stillness. And that can be meditation in the morning and just sitting in silence. It can be walking. It can be walking out in nature. It can be going to you know, the ocean or the mountains or a river, like somewhere that you just feel joy and just sit, right? It can be on a kayak. Like it can be wherever you are, but no podcasts, no music, like just carve time for complete stillness because our intuition cannot be heard or felt when we are constantly doing and constantly in motion. And the more I carve out time for stillness, the more in tune I am with my internal world, right? And, and I can feel the intuitive hits or I can feel the gut feeling. So it's so much easier to connect to. So carve out time for stillness is number one. Number two is kind of a cool practice. It's practicing getting to know your yeses and nos. And this is something, like I said, even if you think you're not intuitive, we all have this ability. If you think you're not intuitive, it's most likely because you've never practice stillness and you're constantly in motion or you've never really gotten to know your body. Um, So in this practice, for example, in the morning, just being really still and ask yourself a yes or no question, like, um, should I have yogurt this morning? And just tune in. And trust me, the first few times I did this, I was like, nothing is working. I am out of tune, (laughs) right? Like nothing is working in my body. But if you really tune in, you can feel it. You can feel like for me, it's almost, I'm showing you with my hands. I don't know why I always do this with the podcast, but it's like a feeling that goes around and then out to my extremities. And it's the same feeling. Every time the answer is yes, it's the same feeling. Can I, can I feel it loud and clear with every question? No, but this is just a good, it's almost like letting your body be a lie detector, right? So if you're on a walk and you ask, should I turn left? right? So it has to be yes or no questions. Just tune into your body, right? Tune into your body. If you think it's a yes, follow it. If it's wrong, okay, (laughs) that's my no, right? That's how, that's how you kind of learn to discern this. And so again, if you've never done this and you're like, Bridget, this is crazy. This is not going to work. Just start with questions that you already know the answer to. So sit down and say something like, is my name Bridget? And just feel it, feel into what a yes looks like for your body. Okay. And again, when you're making a big decision, your intuition might feel bigger than just asking yourself, is my name Bridget? But it it is the same feeling, just maybe amplified, if that makes sense. So I'm telling you, I've done it. I've done it with clients. Um, it works, but it really, really takes practice. So use your body as kind of this lie detector and just, just have fun with it and just pay attention. And like I said, if you've never done this, you're going to have to experiment a little bit. So if you think it's a yes and you go and you eat that yogurt and then you end up getting sick, you go, Oh, okay. Maybe that's a no. <laughs> right. So that's the second practice. Third practice. Like I just talked about um, earlier in the episode, trust is at the root of connecting to your intuition. So oftentimes it's not about getting your intuition to show up it's, it's about actually listening to it. We have to trust what we feel. Okay. And that the step, the practice number two is really going to help you trust that. But the next step to connecting to your intuition is listening to it and reflecting on it. So for example, when you're in a conversation with someone and a thought pops into your head, write it down, capture it. You may not be able to act on it right now, 
which is ideal when an intuition, when you, when you feel your intuition, but come back to it, come back to it and explore, like, what does this mean? Why did this thought come up during this conversation? Um, what am I really being led to do? And just like tell Holy spirit or your higher self or whoever you believe that you're open to, um, to understanding more about this. You, you noticed it and you're open to it. Have a dream journal. So this is really cool because your dreams are a really great way to connect to your intuition um, women, and I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have somebody on the podcast this summer that is really, really cool. And she's going to talk about our cycles and how our cycles are actually amazing, but especially around our period, our intuition, women's intuition is really, really loud. And even, and I'll, I'm not going to go too much into this, but even like back in the day when women would have their period, they would send women to a red tent, which by the way, my friends and I want to start a new, a modern day red tent, (laughs) but it's because their intuition gets really loud. So they would send women during their cycle, um, to kind of be by themselves so that they could really reflect on what is coming through to them. And a lot of times for us, we can't go to a red tent, but this happens during our dreams. So just pay attention to it. If you never have pay attention to your dreams around the time of your period. And when you wake up, write down your dreams. You might not know what it means at first, but you're just sort of training yourself to like capture what you're getting. Okay. And then when you're sitting at home, for example, if a name pops into your mind, trust this, reach out, follow this nudge. And I'll give you a brief example of this in my own life. Um, A year ago, over a year ago, one of my best friends from high school. So I'm on the East Coast, she's on the West Coast. We, I've been busy raising babies and we've really just maybe see each other once every few years. We literally catch up with each other on text. And I was sitting there and I had been working on following this nudge. And I think I even said to her, I'm working on following my intuition and my nudge and your name literally just popped into my head. Um, I don't know why, but I just wanted to say hi. And so she was in her third trimester with her third baby. And so I was just checking in, but it was not time for her baby to be here. And she replied, to me, if she's listening, she, I hope you remember this because it was really, really, for me, it was validation that my intuition is right. She goes, Oh my God, how did you know? I just had baby number three, three weeks early. Her other two babies weren't early. And I'm literally sitting in the NICU, like so emotional, like what? (laughs) Right. She lives on the other side of the country. Y'all that's intuition. That is someone higher at play, whether it's for her or for me, it doesn't really matter why we get gut feelings. It just matters that we follow them and where our attention goes, our energy flows. And so what gets our attention and energy is going to grow. It's going to grow. So the more I trust these feelings, the more I follow through with these feelings, and then the more I credit it to my intuition, I celebrate it, I acknowledge it, the louder it's going to get. Okay. Um, So that's, again, just another practice um, that you can start incorporating to really nurture your intuition. Um, The last one is to ask yourself how you feel about something versus what do you think? So if you're trying to make a decision and you ask, hmm, like, I wonder what I think. Often when we ask this, we get sucked into different stories of what we should and shouldn't do. And we often just end up saying like, ah, like, I don't know what to do. But when I have a client or even with my kids, when I'm trying to teach my kids how to connect with their intuition, I will have them close their eyes 
like this is, so this is a great practice you can do with your kids. Like if you take them to a toy store and they're like, I don't know, I don't know which one, you know that they're stuck in their mind. So I will have them close their eyes and I will have them imagine each choice. And I will ask them which one feels better, right? Which one feels better? Um, And it's so much fun. My kids are like, oh yeah. And it becomes so clear to them. Or I'll tell my daughter, like if she's trying to make a decision on which activity to do, I'll tell her, I'll go, go in the shower and just close your eyes and just imagine doing this activity and see how it feels in your body. And then imagine doing this activity and see how it feels in your body and feel into it. So that's another way to really, really start living from the heart versus the mind is ask when somebody asks you to do something like even if you're not comfortable responding out loud, just in your head, be like, okay, I'm going to feel into that instead of let me think about it, which is what the majority of us say. And it's what the majority of us do. A client now who's building a house and there's just so many decisions and I'll have her do this with certain decisions. Like just close your eyes and imagine, you know, if you went with this little detail, how does that feel in your body? And then same with the other one. And then you have to pay attention to it. (laughs) So immediately the first response is option A, go with it, right? So the last thing I will leave you with is Tony Robbins said it best. Um, Your heart, your gut, your intuition is so much wiser than your mind, but you can't think your way into your body's intelligence. You have to feel into it. Okay, so moving forward, if you're wanting to live life and being led by your intuition, which really is, it's just, it's your, it's a higher power at work that knows more, that understands more. We really only see a part of this world. Like we don't see it all. We don't see the bigger, bigger, um, the bigger story at play. And you can't think about the bigger story at play. You can't figure it out on your own. And that's the way it's designed. If we were supposed to live by our mind, or guided by our mind, we would have supernatural powers where we could predict the future and we could figure out exactly how we're going to do things. But we don't, and we don't for a reason because we're not supposed to live led by our mind. We're supposed to feel into our decisions and then trust those. Okay, so those four practices again is carving out time for stillness, practicing what your body feels like when it's a yes or no, and then trusting that whatever your body offers you follow it, right? Follow it. Trust that it's correct. Trust that the details will fall into place and then celebrate it. So if you go ahead and do something and like a week later, or like for me with my friend, as soon as she was like, how did you know? I will, I said to her, I was like intuition. And I said in my head, I was like, thank you so much intuition, (laughs) right? Like trust it, acknowledge it, celebrate it, start growing it by putting your attention towards it. So credit your intuition on the things that you do. Um, and then remember to feel into your decisions. Don't just think about them. And of course, of course, we have to think about certain details. Like I'm not saying forget about your mind. We have our mind for a reason, but really truly on the decisions where we're struggling, that should be an indication that we need to get out of our mind because decisions shouldn't be a struggle. And I always tell my clients, you know, the answer, if you're not able to access it in your mind, you've got to tap into your intuition. If I'm really going to credit my intuition, like It's amazing what has come to me once I have said, yep, following my gut, following my heart, don't know how I'm going to make this work, but I'm doing it. And things just come, things just come and things open up. So again, I don't know what that looks like for you, but it is something I love to do with my clients. It is something I help them develop and nurture um, and grow louder in their life because I personally believe it's the best way to live. So 
if that's you, if you're wanting to nurture more of your intuition, if you're wanting help on this, um, reach out, reach out and let's, let's start a call. Um, cause I can guarantee you if you're not feeling aligned or you're feeling, um, out of balance, it's most likely because you are doing things led by your mind, what you should, what you shouldn't do versus doing the things that are really coming from your higher self. Okay. So I hope that that was um, informative for you. I hope you guys learned something new. Um, and I hope going forward, you can start following those nudges. Have a great week.